and gentlemen, Legionnaires, welcome to this Your Legion of Myth live stream. Episode number 178 on this beautiful day, the 1st of September in 2018. Now, normally you'd be hearing the dulcet tones of Alex Garthon Marsh along with me, Brett Heathen Augusta, but today is another special day. Uh, Garthon is still, uh, well, he's escaped Musad, but I'll tell you about that later. But instead, we have John Max Liao Schlo. Go ahead and say hi, Schlo. That's me. That's you. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here again. Hopefully, I muck it up for Heathen Dog. That's what Hopefully, I'm you for. do. Hopefully, you do. And today, we got some, uh, some great stuff, and here we are. Uh, today, we got some great stuff. Uh, first on My Heathen Dogma, we got Enemy on the Stream. We have The Devil's Line and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. This was, uh, this was a suggestion by Duncan Idaho. Hopefully, he's here. And Elgarian, how you doing? And then after my segment, we have Max Liao's Celestial Wisdom. Well, he'll be, he'll be talking about Paizo Incorporated and their Pathfinder RPG 2nd Edition playtest. And there's going to be a rant. What? No, no one, no one writes the... hashtag woke without having something to say about it. And then af after he talks about that, we're going to actually go through uh, some minor character generation so you can see what a character uh, looks like uh, when you go through their little playtest deal. And after that, we have our random number generator where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. We talk about whatever you want to talk about. But first, we're going to talk about I got a letter in the mail, physical mail, and I put it up on, I, I, uh, I transcribed it on screen. Uh, someone asked me, I don't watch anime, what should I What should I watch? And I have answers for that strange person. Must be a moron. Must be a moron. <laughs> but first, I want to give some special thank yous to all of our top subscribers. Really appreciate it. Especially Brian Hicks, 24-month Patreon supporter. Outstanding. And as a side note with that, first of all, if you look over at Baldahar and Ravenslayer in the chat, you'll notice that they got these nice, awesome claw logos. They do. Subscribers now have logos. Yes, they so do. So check that out. And I did reach out to Mr. Brian Hicks and said, hey, man, you've been supporting us for like ever because he's one of our higher supporters. It's not like he's like the $1 a month thing. So I said, hey, uh, you deserve a little something, something. So. Yes. And every month we have a subscriber only giveaway. Don't miss your chance. We'll, we're we're going to talk about that a little later, though. And I want to give uh, a special thank you to our top donators, Baldahar and Zon Extreme, hitting the list, the top of the list, with cheers and straight out cash and games. These guys are great. Seriously, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. I'm going to cry. Oh, you're going to cry. And of course, you can join the Legion. Spread the word. Spread the word. You can join us on Discord. There's our link. You can get in our Discord action anytime you want. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, check us out on Twitch and, of course, our YouTube channel where we save things for posterity, even if they get hit by all the copyright things in the world. <laughs> and, of course, you can... You not can, again. Uh, not again. <laughs> yes, again. And, of course, you can uh, uh, listen to this as a podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, or any good podcast aggregator anywhere. Okay, now, of course, uh, you want to keep us going. You keep us going with a page subscription, Streamlabs subscription, but you should get our gear. Uh, mine is a little dirty at the moment, but I'm sure that uh, Max Liao is wearing his gear today. Yes, so, he I is. He's wearing can, his Legion Myth. There it is. It's there. Maybe, hopefully, it reaches. It reaches fine. You can, you okay. can find that at uh, shop.spreadshirt.com, or you can just go ahead and cheer us right now. Bam. Type in cheer something. Cool. We will say thank you, and we will love you a long time. Not like that. That was wrong. I regret that immediately. Okay, now we're going to go into a special disclaimer. Today's our special disclaimer. I'm going <laughs> to read some. All right. No, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go. 
Hey, Baldahar! Something. He cheered something. Look at that. Thank you, Baldahar. That's and now the he's quarter for Ethan Dog so he can get a clue. That's right. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely of the opinions of the individual host and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. Yeah, so don't blame Heathen Dog for my garbage. While we normally make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere... I, Maxie, I'm not interested in family-friendly. Um, I'm sure Heathen Dog will do his best to ensure I remain somewhat civil. We'll see. I can meet you will you have your... What's that? I can meet you anytime I want to. That is true. That's that's so unfair. <laughs> uh, you will have your peer family friendly again next week when Garthon returns. That's right. Thank you for your understanding, please, and continued viewership. <laughs> I should be the one saying please. <laughs> now, I want you to let us know if you prefer or are only interested in the family friendly content you're used to receiving from me and Garthon. Great. Or... Yeah, uh, or if you want, like, you know, a man show, Easy. and you're interested or are okay with non-family-friendly content, like you're going to see after this episode today, darker topics, derogatory language, and unfiltered opinions, as this dude right here likes. Yeah, go ahead and comment. Uh, you can comment here. You can comment on YouTube. You, or you can jump into our Discord or Twitter and comment on there. Now, family-friendly doesn't mean you're never going to see Max Liao again. If everyone loves the family-friendly stuff, because uh, uh, one one of our guest hosts, uh, Cthulhu Law, he actually likes our family-friendly format because he has a seven-year-old daughter and he feels that she can watch the show. Does and, she watch the show? No, see, that would be my follow-up. Does she actually watch the show? She actually listens to it as a podcast oh. because that that's how Fair he enough. listens to it. He listens to it at the podcast in the car. Fair enough. Uh, the non-family friendly doesn't mean Max that I won't ever be here again either. It just means that, you know, when he is here, maybe once a month, maybe whatever, you you will get to more of what you're going to get today. So hold off on your judgment until you listen to his segment. Hold off. <laughs> All right. Now, upcoming activities for the Legion of Myth. Uh, the next Legion of Myth follower and subscriber giveaway. That's going to come soon within the next 30 days. Now, if we hit our, our subscriber goal, it will activate an everyone giveaway of this crucial MX500 250 gigabyte SSD. We hit our subscriber goal. Everyone will get a chance to win this. Still in box. Haven't been open. Shake it, you break it. Shake it, you break it. <laughs> and of course, we also have Steam and GOG games, RPG books, LOM swag. All that stuff. The previous things we've given away, RPG books, video games, and swag as well. I tried to give away a video card, but apparently no one wanted it. Uh, yeah, that was crazy yeah. talk. Right and there. I want to remind everyone that in 2020, the Legion of Myth is going to Gen Con. All right? So if you want to come with us, go ahead and start saving now. Okay, the... Uh, I, the I accept that, Baldahar. I accept that. I loved the man show back in the day, and yes. <laughs> I wish I could drink two giant pints of beer in one and swallow. i wish That'd i could awesome. have a trampoline with and never mind never okay mind. stop it all right remember ticket registration starts sometime <laughs> in january 2020 activity sign up the the actual activities open up sometime in may 2020 and the event itself will be sometime in august they haven't said exactly when they usually say uh uh after the year after after the year before event is over so we won't know but start planning now to go to gen con and it's it's a great time 
uh, Max and, we, and I went. I, I want to hang out with you guys. You guys have been great to our channel, so yeah. I, I absolutely want to hang out with you guys. Yeah, we want to meet you guys. Of man. We, we, we want to meet you in person. Yep. All right. So. Yes, Maldar. Yes. And here's the family-friendly portion of our live stream. Do not miss it every Saturday, usually 8 p.m. Central Time. Now, first off, my segment, Anime on the Stream. Today we have two anime. Uh, one of them you can watch only on Hulu. The other you can watch on either Hulu or Netflix on both. One of them is good. One of them is horrible. I'll let you guess which one. See if you can guess it before I, I tell you at the end. Let's start with our first one. Our first anime is Devil's Line. Uh, Tsukasa, a, a, a college student, is rescued from attack by a devil. Now, in this in this world, devils are kind of like vampires. Uh, they're not allergic to the sun. They don't burst into flames. They don't have sparkly skin or any nonsense like that. They just... Uh, uh, crave blood all the time. They see it, they smell it, they want it. They don't need it, but they want it. They want it bad. Now, uh, the guy pictured here, uh, Ensai? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, I don't see his name. Oh, Ensai. An Ensai? Uh, he's a half-devil uh, uh, on his father's side. And... Uh, he, he has all the physical characteristics of a devil. It's like in, increased speed, strength, whatever, all that good stuff. But apparently he's a little, he's a little less bloodlusty than, than, than a regular devil, which is, which is great because he's on the shadowy police task force to uh, handle devil crime. This is sounding amazing already. Sounding amazing already. Okay, well, let's get to the devil's details because that's where the devil is. Directed by uh, Yoshinobu Tokamoto. Uh, Takumoto? Yep, sure. Going with that. Written <laughs> you by, don't want uh, me correcting you on all these, do you? Kenji, Kenji Konota uh, and uh, Ayumo Sayo. Uh, music by uh, Kana... Nope. Studio by Platinum Vision. <laughs> licensed by Sentai Filmworks. Shibue! Shibue! There you go. Uh, original original networks were ATX, uh, Tokyo MX, BS11 Sun, KBS. Original run April 7, 2018 to June 23, 2018. That's the first season. Uh, for 12 episodes, and you can watch it on Hulu. Now, let's get to the main characters. Yuki... Yep. He's our protagonist. He is a half-double. Like I said, he has a human mother and a devil father. Uh, he works for a branch of the police force dedicated to devil crime. This is the Metropolitan Police Department Public Safety Division 5 and Subdivision F. They have A through F, you know, select squads in Division 5. Now, his life was going along fine. You know, I mean, it wasn't great. It was lonely, but it was stable. Yes, that was the cue for Max to pronounce it for me, but he did not. And, I already uh, pronounced it once. If you can't get it after that, just carry on. Yeah, okay, good. He was, uh, uh, he was sad, but his life had purpose. You know, I mean, he was saving people from devils that fell off the wagon. Because when a devil falls off the wagon, they fall hard. And they end up killing lots of folk. What Blood wagon are they on? Until he saved a girl from a devil serial killer. Oh. Then his life went off the rails. I'm going to show you in a clip. Now, th in this clip... You know what? This isn't this is the normal family friendly episode, so I'm I'm not going to tell you about this clip. But if you've read 
uh, Fifty Shades of Grey or watched Twilight, <laughs> you have absolutely no reason to hate on this clip. None. So I'm just going to hit it right now. Yep. Getting sick of your violent... Uh-oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. This is happening. This is happening to your face right now. So this is the anime you're going to uh, suggest to that uh, write-in person, right? Yes, this is exactly right. This is exactly what okay. I'm going to do. Now, let's talk about that girl. Tsukasa Tyler. Uh, Tyler. <laughs> yep, sure. She's a completely unremarkable girl for a reason. Uh, she's a good college student. She likes, she likes school. She's good at learning. Average looks, hasn't had a boyfriend, never really was interested in boys. When... When she was saved by Yuki, she she sees his devil side, as you saw from the clip. Sees the devil side. Instantly becomes super attracted to him. Because, you know, girls love dangerous guys. Man, I wish he would have worked when I was in school. I'd have done that. Never mind. <laughs> Despite his warnings that, hey, I could end up eating your face off. She's like, nah, that's cool. Pursues him anyway. And she breaks him down. Seeing... Her complete acceptance of his of his nature as a as a half devil, Yuki just falls for. You know, just falls right back. So love. Sweet love. Chicka chicka bow wow. There it is. Now, the other main characters are F Squad. This this is uh this is Yuki's uh squad. Uh there are other members, these are the three that are most notable. Uh Takashi's uh so uh so so Suazaki. Sawazaki. Sawazaki. Damn, I was close. Uh, he's the squad captain. He's on. The, he's on the top middle. Uh, he actually cares about about the about devils in general, and especially those under him in his squad. He cares about them. Uh, there are there are other M, uh, MPDs, Division Five squad squad leaders and members from other divisions that really don't like devils, don't like working with them, don't like them being around. But that's their job. They do their jobs. And then there's Juliana Lloyd uh, in the middle middle hey you um, got that one right yeah of course uh she is the second devil officer on the on on uh, uh squad f uh each each devil has a human partner so you know that's why some some people aren't shown here they're just the partners of uh yuki and juliana uh, so this she, f squad thing real quickly here is is that just like an alphabetical thing there's a squad b yes squad. there's a squad b squad okay. c squad yeah it just my mind was going somewhere else so. no right, it wasn't good. going anywhere else it's just alphabetical order now she's vain but she she's a dependable person i mean if if uh if it's her duty or you or you're her friend she she's got your back don't worry about it and then there's uh ryusei yanagi I'm going to say I did that right. You're going. Okay, good. Uh, he is the squad doctor. Uh, every squad has a doctor because uh, they're in charge of monitoring the vitals of, uh, of, the, uh, of the vampire members. Now, uh, when, when a vampire goes in the bloodlust, their temperature rises, and that's the first clue. He, he doles out tranquilizers in case, uh, in case the squad members go, go nutty. Oh, Noro says good enough. That's awesome. Thank you. That, that, that's from the Japanese and, and National. You can't get it was good enough. That. That's, that's high praise as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yep, you cannot get better than the nope, Japanese person enough. actually saying you pronounced it well enough. Yeah, good enough. I am so forgiving American. That, thank you very much. Hey, it's the Midwestern accent. I'm... American knees. 
<laughs> anyway, let's go to the main antagonist. The CCC. Triple C. And that's their logo. The Chosen Civil Community. Now, it's a paramilitary force uh, to eliminate devils. They, they live in a classic cell format. They have code names from 02 to 15. Uh, uh, classic cell structure is there are between two and four members in a cell. Uh, the people in the cell only know each other by their code names. Only the leader of each cell can contact uh, any any other cell. So if one person's compromised, you're not going to compromise the entire network. Yeah, that's pretty much classic cell format. Uh, zero one isn't shown is assumed to be the financial backer of the organization. Now they start off as a devil hunting force. All right, they they start off just killing devils, identifying them, tracking them down, and murdering them because they're devils. They're not people. They're 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 vampires. To hell with them. Which ha, I see what you did there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. Now, uh, after a while, their true motive comes like to eliminate all devils. Well, they planned an attack on live TV where a, a news comment. I can't show the clip because it's horribly bloody, obviously. Uh, uh, on a live TV broadcast, a man runs up to a, to a female anchor woman or, or a correspondent, sorry, and slashes her in the gut. Blood sprays, sprays everywhere. Every devil watching on the news at that moment, every devil in the very public square where she was broadcasting from instantly goes, goes, uh, into, uh, bat crap crazy mode. And so devils are, uh, shown to the entire world. And that was the point. It's the, you know, omelet eggs mentality. Hey, if you got, if you got to kill some people, that's breaking a few eggs to make the omelet you want. That's what you got to do. And it, it did have the effect they wanted. It caused a, a whole bunch of upstir, which is our second clip, where uh, after this event happened, devils are shown to the world, and this is how the people of Japan reacted. Yep, they have giant bags of blood to flesh out any vampires that have, they haven't come across. And, oh, they found one. She's trying to get away. She's triggered by the blood, but she's trying to get away. Well, no, but they're going to chase her down. And so that, that is, that, that is a phase two of the CCC's plan. Who knows what phase three is? Like I said, it's just the first season. But uh, that, that's, that, that was their plan pretty much the entire time. Now, what did I think of this? Not a whole lot. <laughs> Not a whole lot at all. One and a half stars. Now, what's good about it? It had decent animation. It didn't break any of my rules. Uh, it didn't have any body morphing. It didn't have any blur, uh, blurring to, to mimic uh, high-speed action. But it didn't wow me either. It was decent. And the supporting cast was active. Uh, the, all of, all of uh, F-Squad, uh, they, all, they all were prominent even though they were supporting characters. Now, what I didn't like about it, the story. I have no idea who greenlit this story. It is the worst of Beauty and the Beast and Twilight, like, mashed together. The reason that 
that the the female romantic lead is so bland. She's not pretty. She's not ugly. She's just okay. She is. Her personality is so two dimensional. The reason being is so a female watching this can put herself in her place so she can be the one to be ravaged by Edward. I mean, uh, Yuki. <laughs> yep. Uh, even I caught that reference there you only because you talked to me about it yesterday. And the plot is so amateur hour. I mean, there was no surprises anywhere. There's no twists, no turns. By the se- end of the second episode, I knew the entire first season exactly how it was going to go. I wish it had... It had, you know, a, a Shyamalan twist somewhere. And I hate those things. I wish it had that. That would have been something. No. No. The plot was so straightforward, you could see it coming a mile away. So, yeah. It lost so much. Four and a half stars. Just. So, so, I, so I, got, I got a couple of co- comments on this. Shoot. Let's see if I remember what they are. Number one, I'm on Team Demon. <laughs> okay. Two, uh, I just, while you, while you were talking, I went and subscribed to Hulu so that I could watch this for the scenes and number three in a little bit actual serious note if you want to see that scene he cut out you're gonna to have to vote for the not family friendly just saying <laughs> i okay, even I'm then gonna... i don't know man that's a yeah. lot of that was like i said that's a lot of blood and a lot of murder fist of the north star had a lot of blood it's one of the only reasons i liked it, it had so much blood. there's no way that much blood could fit in one human 10 human bodies it's true yeah up in the air it's true that's that's no lie that's no lie all right now on to greener pastures Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Now, uh, this is, some would say, including myself, a remake. Uh, not even a re-envisioning or reimagining. It's, you know, a, almost up to halfway through a shot-for-shot remake of the of the uh, 2003 just Full Metal Alchemist series. So, but if you've seen that, you don't need this introduction. But in case you haven't seen any of them, I'll give you this introduction. Edward and Alphonse Elric, their brothers, they were raised by their mother, Trisha. After their father, Hohenheim, a noted and very gifted alchemist, abandoned his family, didn't say why. Uh, the boys were left while they, you know, while they were still young. They were like uh, nine and seven, I think, maybe, maybe younger. Uh, after uh, a couple years later, their mother died of a wasting illness. Now uh, they they poured through their all their all their father's notes on alchemy. They had they went and had a teacher. They found themselves an alchemy teacher. They came back saying, "We're going to try the human transformation. We're trying to bring our mother back from the dead." They dug up her body. They tried to you know supplement all of the elements uh, of a human body that was lost to due to de- decay, and then put in their own DNA, you know their own blood into the mix to get their mother back. Well, human transformation is taboo for a reason. It never works, and something horribly bad always happens, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Edward lost his left leg. Alphonse lost his entire body as his body was being disintegrated by this giant vortex that was created. Uh, Edward sacrificed his right arm to bind his brother's soul to a suit of armor that happened to be in the room. So, yeah, that, that armor is empty. So, so, number one, that sounds like a lot of work. At number two, Ravenslayer says FMA Brotherhood was the much better of the two shows. That's what he says. That's it's in chat. Yeah. Yep, you're right. I see it. Ravenslayer, we got <laughs> we got problems at the end. But let's let's get on to the Brotherhood details. Uh, directed by uh, Yasuhiro. There's too many too many vowels in that one, in a row. Irie. Irie. 
close enough. Close enough. And written by a lot of people, man. I mean, this 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 thing had a this dish had a lot of cooks. I don't know why, but it apparently re- required a lot of writers. Music by Hiroshi Ono. Uh, uh, mm, nope. A studio Akira Senju, <laughs> licensed by Bones. The original networks that were JNN. Uh, original run hey, April two thousand nine through July two thousand ten for sixty four episodes, and you can watch it on either Hulu. Oh. Or Netflix. Not sure what about... What was the original run? I, that was a lot of episodes, too. At least when I keep seeing on Comedy Central. Yeah. Yeah, the original one was, I think, 57. The, the original mm-hmm. 2003 series was 57 episodes. Anyway, let's get on to getting on. The main characters. Edward Elric. He's our he's one of our two protagonists. He's the, the older brother. Gifted in alchemy since childhood. Uh, better better than his brother. Uh, but his brother was still still pretty good. Uh, when his mother dies, he, like I said, he tried to use the forbidden transmutation and, well, I told you how that worked out. And he became a state alchemist to try and fix his, his mistake, you know, to research alchemy, to try and get his brother's body back. There's got to be a way. Now, alchemy is based on the idea of equivalent exchange. All right. The idea that uh, if you work hard enough, you get skills. It's, it's, uh, you know, you know the, the idea that uh, you spend 10,000 hours studying something, you can become an expert. It's kind of like that. You put in the time, you get the skill. You put in, say, the elements of something, you can transmute it into an equal amount of something else. It's equivalent. You have to give something to get what you want. So he's just got to find out what he needs to give to get his brother's body back. Now, there are benefits to uh to the human transformation problem uh i'm gonna i'm gonna show you the benefits and i'm gonna tell me tell you why he got them that's our next clip which is happening now now what you may not know is normally to do any kind of alchemy you need to draw an alchemic circle of some sort edward doesn't need to do that that's that's very rare. Almost no one has that ability to just create alchemy out of out of nothing. He paid for it, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a few seconds behind you, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Now. I'm going to show you what happened when he did when he when they tried to bring their mother back. This is what happened. Edward saw the gate of alchemy, the gate of truth, or just the gate. It is the source of all alchemic knowledge. Beyond it is said to be God and all knowledge of the universe everywhere. All right. Any alchemist who attempts a human transformation is summoned to the gate. The being known as truth which is the uh, uh, the white little smiley creature you see in front of the gate. He actually looks different depending on who is there. He is the the negative, the photo negative of you. You know, uh, the the white, not photo negative, but the, the white uh, version of you. Like you just all white with a big stupid smile on your face. He opens the gate after, after mocking you for a little bit. He opens the gate and the gate sucks you in. Now, most of the time, you don't survive. But if you survive, you gain alchemical knowledge based on what you paid. 
Edward paid with his leg. And the gift for having survived the gate and coming back, the payment is he can now use alchemy without a circle. Great. If you survive it. Most people don't survive this gate. They don't have the strength of will. How, to how not... many people t try to take the risk? Um, in the series... In this series, I think two, maybe three people are... It just sounds reminiscent of the, the test that uh, wizards would take in Dragonlance. The, the Dragonlance, it, 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 it's, it's a little bit like it, except uh, you're, not supposed to, you're not supposed to take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, now, we're going to go on to Alphonse Elric, brother. Our second protagonist of the series. Uh, loves, his loves his brother, bless his little heart. Because he is he is just ever ever devoted to his brother. Uh, he really does believe that Ed will get his body back. He does believe it, and he he he. But he wants Ed to get his limbs back more than he wants his own body back. And Ed is the exact opposite. So they're headed toward the same goal, but each one they're headed to the same place, but each one has a different goal. Now, his new body has advantages. I mean, he doesn't eat, he doesn't sleep, he doesn't breathe. Uh, the only way he can be killed is if his armor is smashed to pieces or the, uh, there, there is a, uh, a sigil on the, uh, on, the on the inside collar of his armor that anchors his soul to it. If someone were to smudge that out, then his soul would just be gone, just go to wherever souls go. And he'd be basically dead at that point. So it's kind of like a lich phylactery? Yeah, kind of. And uh, there, there's a little bit of question about is he real or is he just the memories of that, that Ed had of his brother Al? I don't want to get all philosophical with you, but isn't that what makes something real? Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they, they don't touch on a whole lot. It, it's decided pretty quick that, yes, Al is real. Al, this is Al's soul. Al's real soul is attached to the body. They 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 get they get to that conclusion very quickly. All right, so that's it's not even a real issue in this series. Now, let's talk about uh, the last main. Now, there's a whole bunch of characters. I want to. I mean, there's a whole bunch of supporting characters that at the end become main characters. I can't go through them all. All right, but this is Edward and Alphonse's father, von Hohenheim. All right, he was born a slave in 1464 in the now defunct nation of Xerxes, around 450 <laughs> years ago of the time of the series. Oh, that, yes, that's a spoiler, but I wanted to throw it out there. This dude is old. He's basically immortal. All right, he's a master alchemist. Obviously, I mean, if you were 450 years old and studied alchemy your entire life, you'd be a master alchemist too, right? I mean, better I than so. anyone. You'd have forgotten more about alchemy than anyone ever knows. Uh, and, of course, Ed and Al initially learned from his many notes that he left at the house when he abandoned them. Now, Ed hates him for abandoning them because soon after uh, his, his mother died and he blames, he, uh, he blames him for that too. So Maybe. daddy issues? Yeah, because daddy left and mommy died. So, yeah. He had to go. I'm not going to tell you why. He had to leave at that time. It's more spoilers. I'm not going to do that for you. But he had to go. He had stuff to do. Now, the reasons the stuff he had to do, let's talk about our main antagonist, the homunculi. Intelligent beings with no soul. These are artificially created intelligent beings. Also immortal. All right. Uh, they all seem to be aspects of sin. In fact, they're named 
gluttony, greed, wrath, etc. Pride, all of them. Makes they're, me easy that's, to that's their name. All right, they're, they're they're named after what they are, and that and that's their personality. Greed is greedy. Pride is prideful. Wrath is well, you get it. Uh, they seem to be working for something or someone throughout the series, and they reference him as father the creator of all the homunculi in the series. They are his aspects of sin. I can't tell you anymore. I can't tell you. I can't. Oh. I can't. Any more would... I've already I've already ruined this more, more than I've ruined anything I've reviewed on this show up to Fair this point. Enough. The reason being is because, like I said, up until halfway through, it's almost a shot-for-shot remake for the original series. So, what do I think of it? three and a half stars it's a good series i mean the animation's good the supporting cast is good i mean the uh, to, toward the end i didn't even say the supporting cast is great because they all they all get their own spotlight the story is good and consistent there's very little meandering there's very little hey where are you doing why are you in left field today you know none of the, there, there's no uh uh um, obligatory uh what do they call it um vacation day like they have in a lot of anime, like either montage episode. <laughs> no, not even montage. Uh, a beach episode. There's always a beach episode in every anime. They don't have that here. <laughs> That's nice. And the characters are relatable. You can relate to the characters. All of them have their have their foibles. All of them are going through all their trials and tribulations, and you can relate to it. It's all, you know, humanizing. I like it. Now, there's nothing really bad about it except Ed's exaggerated temper. They did it on purpose. It was in the original series. It's in this remake. But until you compare it to the original, so, now to help so before everyone, you go, before you go to the uh, the next slide, what's that? Give this three and a half stars, if I remember correctly. That's very good. So it you, is. You just uh, off its by itself. This by is itself. a very good anime. Yes, gotcha. By okay. itself is a very good anime. I recommend people watch it. Unless you've watched the original. Now, in episode in live stream episode one hundred and forty six, I did review this anime, and I have the clip of my review of it. I'm going to play it now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caveat before you see it. It's a little blurry because Garthon was streaming it and hours before his primary video card died, he was working off of a backup video card. So it's, it's only in 480p. So it's going to be a little blurry. But my commentary is what I want you to hear. So we're going to be quiet and we're, gonna, and we're all going to listen to what I had to say about the original series. The animation is excellent. There's no body morphing. All, all of the models stay, stay on task. All of the action is crisp and fast and well animated. The story is good. Uh, it has uh, the, the plot has both chapter arcs and the overall story arc is not sacrificed to, to accommodate a chapter. And then the chapters do not compromise the overall story, which is excellent. That's a good plot, a well put together plot. And the story of morality and consequences of one's choices is uh, is a great uh, platform to, to talk to younger, younger teens about, you know, about choices and morality and, you know, what is equivalent exchange? Does it really exist? Stuff like that. You know, it, uh, to, it's, it's basically an intro to philosophy 101, you know, to, to, to get kids to start thinking about the world around them in a different way than besides what directly affects them and how they directly affect it. Duncan Idaho is asking, uh, how would you compare this to Brotherhood if you've seen that version? I haven't seen all of Brotherhood, but it's uh, from what I've seen, I've seen the beginning of it. From what I've seen, 
it's a retelling of the story. Why they needed a retelling for only six, six years later, I don't know. There are some stuff added in and taken away. Uh, there, there are some ancillary characters that got, that got, more, that got more showtime in Brotherhood than they did in, uh, in the original and, and, and vice versa. But significant change? No. no. Overall arc significantly changed? No, it's not. Compared to the original, this is only meh. It's meh. That's it. Uh, the reason being, gone is all the moral ambiguity that all that the original had. The original had all of the, you know, uh, is he really a bad guy? Is he really a good guy? It all depends on your point of view type thing. No, that's gone here. All right. In this one, even even Scar, the, the terrorist, ends up being a good guy at the how is that but that in this in this iteration they have the white hat black hat you're the good guy or bad guy and that's never changing the only time it changes is when the main characters thought someone was bad when they were really good the entire time and the story suffers because of it it lost its impact it lost the oomph that the original had the original had emotional pitfalls and twists and turns that that this story lacks because it's just morally straightforward. And uh, I would not be surprised if uh, Jar Jar Binks was secretly inserted into Summer Flames. Misa! And you can't see it. Like uh, uh, like like the movie, what, what am I thinking of? Misa do the boom boom alchemy. No, no, no. Oh, uh, Fight Club. Where, where Tyler Durden was inserted into frames before you saw him. Like just for a split second. I wouldn't be surprised if Jar Jar Binks did that. Like it was, it's, it's, it's that much of a, of, of a rewrite joke. And he's still overly emotional. He's a he's little girl emotional still. If you wanted to remake this thing, remake that away. I hated it in the original. That's the one thing I didn't like. That's why I didn't give it four and a half or five stars. Because of Edward's over-emotionality. All, All right, right so now, let, 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 let me, if you don't mind, if you got a second here, yeah, I want to kind of scroll back for Ravens here because Ravens are made a couple of comments about this because apparently he's seen this before as well. So he, we already did the part where he's had them both on DVD. Uh, where's the next one? I saw something else where he commented that I wanted to bring up. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh God, he said the, the, tent, the end is totally different. Yes, it is. Yep. So the DVD and watch them both. The end. Uh, okay, definitive end. It leaves Ed and Al separated until the until the movie. Yep. Ed has seen the truth. So the end is totally different. Yep. I know you mentioned that the end was different. I don't know if you stressed that. And then he said he would give it four stars. This is for Brotherhood. And then uh, subscriber tier 1,000. From what I heard, it was because the creators hated the way the studio took the second half of the original FMA and went back and redid FMA Brotherhood. Okay. You know what? You didn't have to. If... It's Okay. Yeah, I know. I get passionate I, about this stuff. You can get passionate. I about am. Too. I am very passionate about this. It, it was it, uh, Full Metal Alchemist is one of my favorite anime. The reason, but the reason it is, is because of the of the, you know, the the moral play that that's involved, woven through the entire story. In the original, uh, Edward and and Alphonse's father is a bad guy. He's a bad dude. He killed people to extend his life. In the original, Scar is a bad guy. He's fighting for his people, but 
even his own people, thinks he's a bad guy. <laughs> in this one, they took away all of that. They, they, they took away all of the, of the morally indefensible positions and made it white hat, black hat. That was unnecessary. It, 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 <laughs> it took down the story. And Raven's Lair, we can agree to disagree. Okay. He, hey, you know what? That's hey, you know what, what we're he, about. You're not allowed likes, to disagree with me. Yes, he 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 likes the 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 uh, the, the the straightforward, you know, uh, morally morally sound, you know, morally uh, not sound, but uh, uh, mor- morally flat, plane of the of the brotherhood. I like the morally ambiguous, twisty, turny, you know, up is down sometimes. Uh, so so your discussion here reminds me of uh, I don't know. Well, actually, I was in Kuwait at the time, so 2003. Uh, when I had a choice to read Wizards First Rule or the Shannara series, because I actually own the Shannara series. Sure. I have never been able to read the Shannara series. I cannot get through the first book because I picture everybody. It's almost like spy versus spy. There's the white spy with the white hat and the and the black spy with the curly mustache. And the, it's like everything is too black and white right. to me. Now, I'm told, no, no, it's not like that. Keep reading. Well, I'm just telling you, that's what I read for like the first quarter or half of the book. And I've tried to read it multiple times. I loved Wizards First Rule because things just go crazy there. <laughs> so I, I feel, I think I, I don't watch anime, but I think I side with Heath and Dog on this because I do like the moral ambiguity. But it's good, it's good that Ravenslayer likes this and you like that. They both sell, they make more anime. Yeah, I know. Like, Brotherhood isn't bad. Like I said, three and a half stars by our rating standard is a good, and you should watch it. Very good anime. You should watch it. Definitely. It's just that if you're going to watch either Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood or Full Metal Alchemist, my opinion is you go for the original and you're going to have a better time. That's it. Now, obviously, Raven's Larry gave us his thoughts, but uh, what do you think about about my segment? What, what do you think about Devil's Line or Full, Full Metal Alchemist? You're going to go get Devil's Line right now. I see it. I'm pointing at you. Everybody is watching this right now. You're going if to If you've do seen it. Devil's Line and you think one and a half stars is way too harsh, well, you better tell me why. You better tell me why right now. You better put it in chat. You better put it in the comments below or you jump on our Discord. You jump on our Twitter. You, you tell me why I'm wrong. You tell me why I'm right. I'd much rather hear that I'm right because, you know, I'm human. But uh, do you have any suggestions for any future anime? Hey, Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was Duncan Idaho's suggestion. At the Thank time, you, Duncan. Hang on. In, 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 in 146, I had started watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and I stopped because it was a, a, a the first 20 episodes I had watched was almost like a shot-for-shot shot remake of the original. Like, why am I watching this? I've seen the original. This is So Raven's Lair says that Devil's Line is zero stars. Unfortunately, the Legion of Myth system, zero stars means they it doesn't didn't make, exist. They didn't, uh, yeah. yeah, they they forgot to make finish it or <laughs> Yeah, it's not finished or it doesn't exist. It was in beta and then it died. Whatever. Yeah, I can't give it zero stars. The worst I could have given it was a half star. And I would have if they had a morphing uh animation or blur motion on their combat scene. I definitely I would not have hesitated to take off another star. Would not have hesitated, but I couldn't do that. I couldn't do it. All right. Don't miss an episode. Please follow us here on Twitch. And then if you want to activate some, some giveaways, bam, hit the subscribe button. We love our subscribers. We do. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and uh, subscribe and hit that notification button because we're going to have stuff drop. In fact, uh, during uh, during the Galgun, uh, we're gonna have a, a YouTube video drop today. What? 
You can drop today. Wow. Yep. Good stuff. If you want more Heathen Dogma, you can uh, see my Heathen Dogma segments and my anime and RPG team-ups, usually with Garth on the Death Seeker. And, of course, you can see uh, all of my past streams on, on YouTube. And my current stream is Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion, but only with community-created uh, community mods. Currently, you know, I'm, I'm playing with the Stargate guys. Invasion mod. Right? Nice. And... And in uh, in all of my YouTube videos, you can find the link to to get it yourself. It's free, uh, free charge. It's virus free. I, the link I give you is legit. You can download it and play it yourself. I'm having a great time. I think you will too. So, so one of the things I actually want to comment on that if you notice that uh, when they do their foundry missions, community made stuff. Yes. When uh, Heathen Dog is doing community made mods, we're trying to support the community out there and so forth. So, hey, if you like one of the mods that he plays, you really should check it out. Or if you play Star Trek Online, suggest some of those foundry missions. I find some to be absolutely hilarious. They don't so much, but I do. Admiral Bobo. Everyone loves Admiral, Admiral Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. I hope everyone's ready for it. The Celestial Wisdom with Max Liao, it's coming. And it's here. Max Liao, Celestial oh, Wisdom. Today we have Pathfinder RPG Second Edition Playtest. And what are we, it's it's three parts. What are we going to talk about, Max Liao? All right, so I'm breaking this into three parts, and hopefully I stay on camera. I have a tendency to lean forward, just kick me in the ding-ding if I don't. Right. Um, I, proverbially, like, perver yeah, whatever that word is. Yep. So I'm going to be start, I'm gonna start off by talking about Paizo the company who makes Pathfinder. It's going to be real brief. I'm not going to go in depth, but just to give you a quick background. Part two is going to be the fun part. It's like, you know, those, uh, uh, is it the counseling sandwich? You start good, you give them crap, and then you finish up with something good. Oh, part two is going to be amazing. And I hope Paizo's watching. And then part three, we're going to go very quickly over character creation. There are better videos out there. And plus, if you want me to do a full character creation episode, I can do that but it's just gonna kind of give you an idea for those of you who like to play Pathfinder. Sure. All right, so part one of three, Paizo Incorporated. <laughs> All right, so Paizo Publishing was founded in 2002. Uh, they produced the Dungeon and Dragon magazines, which honestly I liked uh, at that point. Um, and they're of course licensed by Wizards of the Coast at that time to do that. Uh, in 2008, Pathfinder RPG was announced, and the reason Pathfinder was kind of rushed out because at that point, Dungeons & Dragons was moving to 4th edition, and they're like, whoa, 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 we're making all this content for 3.5. So they kind of diverged off. Hmm. Uh, it was released based on 3.5. Uh, 2016, Starfinder came out, which I've honestly heard a lot of good things about. But then again, I've heard a lot of good things about Pathfinder, too. So. And now upcoming in 2019... August time frame, subject to change, of course, they're looking at Pathfinder 2 coming out, which uh, we've got the playtest material. Both Heathen Dog and I have looked through it. I've probably looked through it a little more, maybe, because yes. of this segment. But uh... All right, so let me just get it out of the way, why I don't like the Pathfinder RPG. First of all, it's the D20 OGL system. And I firmly believe, I've, well, I've never been a fan of the D20 system ever since it ruined Dungeons & Dragons with 3rd edition does not feel like Dungeons & Dragons anymore. In fact, my current gaming group, we started with 3.5 and we reverted to second edition, which I was so ecstatic for. Um, Paizo and Paizo personnel, just look, just Google those names. I spent over, what, what two and a half hours, did I say, between all of them, uh, Heathen Dog, on their Twitter feeds and so forth. They're not the type of people I could get along with. No. Also, there's some alleged, I'm not going to get into that, but you can look that stuff up. 
Uh, it's an all-race, all-class genre type game. I believe that is wrong for the fantasy setting. However, and this is one of the things I've even asked Heathen Dog to remind me about when I go off the rails, is that this is not Dungeons & Dragons. No. Their game, it is their world, it is their right. So, you know, Pathfinder's got goblins, for example. Dragonlance has Kender. That's not high fantasy. It's a made-up race. And the Forgotten Realms setting has Sorials. You can play dinosaur people that can be paladins. There you go. So, yeah, yeah. anywho, and this moving on, yeah, it's just, it's 2018 contemporary fantasy. It's not high fantasy. And really, if I wanted to live in the modern world, I would go to work. <laughs> so, now what's my interest then in Pathfinder 2nd Edition? Well, I'm hoping that the character creation was going to be in-depth but simple. And you know what? I, I think it is, and we'll get to that later. Uh, gone are the days of the you know the third, fourth, fifth edition, 18, 17, 17, 20, 15, or let me throw in a three in there to make it look like it's legit characters. Well, I was wrong, as you'll see later. And just as an anecdote, my favorite AD&D character, I found him the other day, had a 9, 14, 10, 17, 10, 12. Four of the six stats are within the average range. One is a little above average, one is exceptional, and still not the max 18. And I know you had a comment about that, uh, Heathen Dog, unless you don't want to bring it up today, but. Uh, I don't recall okay. it. Uh, you, you still even thought those stats were a little high. Oh, yeah, 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 that, that's right. Uh, couple, yeah, I, I've played characters with that, that I love that had let, that had another, you know, eight. I had one that had a seven. I mean, <laughs> in, in, in AD&D and second edition AD&D, you can, you can play that, and it's just, it's just flavor, you know? But right, apparently exactly. nowadays you can't. So like, oh, oh, you're so playable. I have, and I, I have and I've heard mates. in the group I'm in, like, do you actually like those stats? Yeah, why wouldn't I? Oh, sure. uh, okay. Like, anywho, I also want to know if they've lightened the rules load. One of the things I didn't like about Pathfinder, even the third edition D&D, that they did kind of correct in fifth edition, is it was so rules heavy. I love second edition because there's so... I, I just got done rereading the second edition player's handbook, and I'm kind of reading through the first edition uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Player's Handbook. And there's so much information there where they say, Game Masters can do this, but it's up to them. Ah, Game Master can make a decision on this based on that. That game, it's it's just so easy. It's your group, you just figure it out. It's not like, nah, ah, he didn't move five feet this way, so that actually means, shut up. So I really felt that the third edition, and Pathfinder specifically, was just an encyclopedia of laws. Uh, I, The initiative system, to me, is intriguing. In terms of, uh, I'm going to get into this later, but you perception is usually your initiative, but maybe, and actually I have it here, let me read this. For instance, if you were sneaking during exploration, you'd roll a stealth check instead. Alternatively, a social encounter could call for a deception or diplomacy check as your initiative roll. I've never actually done this, but that seems very intriguing to me. I kind of like the idea, although I'll still tell you that I'm a firm believer in rolling initiative every round, and this keeps the whole don't do that business, but yeah, whatever. So from my perspective, I may play, but I won't buy, because Paizo just, as what's coming up in part two, uh, will never get my money. But I may play it if somebody else is running it. If first and second edition ad and tropes still work, as in there are no known paladins, I just can't suffer that. Uh, enough has changed to move it away from D&D, &D, and I want to say from what I've read, it has. And I actually like the game, if not Paizo themselves. All right, so let's move on into part two. Oh, here we go. And uh, yeah, so let's get woke. 
And you know what? I got to cry about something, right? So, and the way I feel, if I can't mock myself with a bunch of babies on the screen, hey, <laughs> why should I mock them? So I'm going to flip, uh, flip the script here, uh, Heathen Dog. So I am starting with Gaming is for All. And I'm reading this straight from their manual. Okay, is that the next Game? slide? Uh, yeah, uh, that starts the safe space the stuff. Yeah. Yes. Safe space, yep. Gaming, uh, let me drink something real quickly here because this is going to be fun. <laughs> All right. Whether you're a player or a game master, participating in a tabletop role-playing game involves an inherent social contract. Everybody has gathered to have fun together, and the table is a safe space for everyone. Well, first of all, let me tell you, any good game master is going to have a session zero. It is the entire group's responsibility to keep everyone safe from physical harm. That's a no-brainer. But it's not the GM's job to make you feel safe from fantasy, stereotypes, or tropes. It is the GM's job to mediate decisions and rules, set the scene, and move the story along. You discuss all this in a session zero with your group. In the end, if you don't like it, don't play. And honestly, if I was in the opposite side of the group, I probably wouldn't play because I can't keep my mouth shut. Back to everyone has the right to play and enjoy Pathfinder regardless of their age, gender, race, religion, sexual orientation, or any other identities and life experiences. Pathfinder is for everyone, and Pathfinder games should be as safe, inclusive, and fun as possible for all. I didn't say next slide yet, but that's okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Pathfinder itself may be for everyone, and I actually agree with that. The game itself should be for everyone. But my game may not be for you, and your game may not be for me. I run darker-themed games that include graphic depictions of criminal activity, Heathen Dog and I actually kind of had, I wouldn't say an argument, but a little debate over something that Pathfinder did some time ago. But we run different styles. In my game, what we discussed, I like it. He felt it was unnecessary. So in my game, I suggest you don't bring the children. I, I couldn't run a game for children. Just I could play in it, but I couldn't run it. And I'll include you at my table, but I am not going to include your hangups in my game. I don't allow direct, intentionally harmful personal attacks. However, if you're easily offended, or if you see everything through the lens of some real-world grievance group, you're going to have a very unfun time in my game. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. Yes, that is true today, no matter what you might think. Now, let's talk about players on the next slide. Oh, he's already moved there. Already so. <laughs> players. As a player, it is your responsibility to ensure that you are not creating or contributing to an environment that makes other players feel uncomfortable or unwelcome, particularly if those players are a member of minority or marginalized communities. Now, now wait, always... wait. It, is the whiny voice, you, you found that completely necessary, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, and if all I could right, do just one, make it sure. Yeah, plus it separates my commentary from the actual Right, book. right. So let me finish this little phrase here. I know it stops there in the slides, but that haven't always been welcome or representative in the larger gaming population. Now, first of all, anybody who grew up in the 70s, 80s, or 90s knows that gamers were a marginalized group. <laughs> like, I remember playing in high school and people coming by kicking the dice, oh, look at the nerds, blah, blah, blah. And I was part of other groups, okay? 
I was part of the quote unquote jocks. I was part of the drug addicts because most of my friends were. I was, but because I played Dungeons and Dragons, oh yeah, I still got all the crazy. Don't be overly sensitive and don't be overly antagonistic. Max, that's you. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Learn to laugh at a joke and not take offense to some perceived slights. Do you know how many jokes, hell, we were talking about this before the stream started today. Do you know how many jokes I get about my eyes or how I'm supposed to have the Minnesota Uper accent? Woofta, don't you know? <laughs> laugh along with the joke. Own the topic with self-deprecating humor. If you can't do that, um, your, your you life is going to be a lot harder than it has to be. And you won't let me say the word I want to say. So just you're, you're not strong-willed. <laughs> but don't be a jerk. That is a universal statement, not one that has to be defined by a particular community. That should just be, doesn't matter who you deal with, don't be a jerk. For every group, this is different. However, some things always hold true. Again, physical attacks and direct personal attacks are never acceptable. doesn't matter where you are in life. This shouldn't have to be written into the game rules. If you don't fit in the group dynamics, it's not the group for you. You can't make the group accept you. I can't make them accept me. And here's actually a real life incident that happened to me. In the mid 2000s, I, what, can you believe this, was kicked out of a group. What? I know. Most of the players of that group were the in-your-face liberal progressives, the ones that we would call SJWs today, who simply could not tolerate my belief system, even though it had nothing to do with in-game stuff. Right. The GM had, the, had a choice to make. Lose me or lose three players in a group of eight. While he did apologize to me and stated he likes my role-playing and my character, he had to make the decision of losing one player over three players. Which is not a no-brainer. saying I liked it. Exactly, it is a no-brainer. And I'm not saying I liked it, but I will say that he made the correct decision for that group, and I've played in many other games before and after that point of his. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Plus, yeah, anyway, those people. Uh, let's move on to the next slide. Thus, is it, it is important to consider your character concept and role-playing style and avoid any approach that could cause harm to another player. A character whose concept and mannerisms are racist tropes, for example, is exceptionally harmful and works against the goal of providing fun for all. Oh, come on. I can't help it. It's so stupid. First of all, if you can't see the difference between real-world racism from a player and fantasy speciesism, I use that word again, that's on you. 100% on you. See my video, also shown there in that slide, on speciesism. Are you now going to disavow the writings of Tolkien? How about the Dragonlance saga or Game of Thrones? That's wildly popular. How about this very Pathfinder 2 game? Oh, yeah, we're going to oh, talk more about later. that later. <laughs> a role-playing style in which a character or, or player or character is constantly interrupting others or treating certain players or characters with condescension is similarly unacceptable. Yeah, so what I'm doing is unacceptable. Shut up. Interrupting or treating a player with condescension is absolutely unacceptable. True. Interrupting a character or looking down on elves because they are all knife-eared hippie leaf-eaters is completely appropriate. Heathen dog, or not heathen dog, Algarian even made a character in a game to make fun of me because I do pick on elves. <laughs> so. So, so he actually had an elf put into Shroud of the Avatar named Max yeah. Liao who is, I, I believe, a self-hating elf. 
<laughs> so I have fun with it. Have fun with it. If a player feels bad about that, it's on the player for being, I can't say that. I don't know why I even typed it. Well, weak-willed. Furthermore, standards of respect don't vanish simply because you're playing a character in a fantasy game. For example, it is never acceptable to refer to another person using an offensive term or slur, knife eater, leaf eater, hippie, and doing so in character is just as bad as doing so directly. If your character concept requires you to act this way, that's a good sign your concept is harmful and you have a responsibility to change it. Hold on to that thought later for when we go through character creation. No, you have the responsibility to understand the difference between in character and out of character. Each group has particular lines that may not be crossed. My line is that I don't let player characters attack other player characters. At that point, you've crossed the line and we either need to stop the person who's instigating or we need the other person to stop taking, be so buttered about it. They either need to revol resolve it via role play, group dynamics. Anybody who's learned group dynamics, forming, storming, norming, performing. Learn those, all part of it. Sometimes you might not realize that your character concept or role-playing style is making others feel unwelcome at the gaming table. If another player character tells you that your character concept or role-playing style makes them uncomfortable, you shouldn't argue about what they should or shouldn't find offensive. Yes, you should. Or say that what you're doing is common and therefore okay among players or in other media. <sighs> Instead, you should simply stop and make sure the game is a fun experience for everyone. After all, that's what gaming is about. Now, they are right in regard to that is what, if all you're doing every day is just showing up to make fun of somebody's character, so, I mean, there are obviously things that go out of bounds. Yeah. That are just excessive. But don't ruin my fun of calling an alpha a knifier, hippie, uh, a leaf Maybe. eater. Yeah. Uh, because you can't take a joke or can't understand if you player and character right an excellent example is our game uh the the, the earth dawn game that you ran at at andrew's air force base or whatever it's called now uh garthon and i our <laughs> our characters hated each other and i love i love i love al he's my friend he was my friend then i physically chased him under a table in character with the intent on killing him but it was all in character our characters it's funny how Garthon and Heathen Dog have a live stream together. Oh my god! I know it's crazy, right? We were able to separate, like any any role player should, real life from in-game life, and any idiot who can't do that doesn't deserve to play. Right. Uh, I've got an anecdotal thing. I had an ever uh, anybody who knew me when I played EverQuest back in the late nineties. <laughs> My EverQuest necromancer, Calandrin, made one of my guild leaders very uncomfortable. It turned into big forum war because my erudite necromancer hated dark elves. I have a theme with my characters that I started noticing. I like to play the e fight <laughs> yeah, fire the with fire. Thing. Yeah, see that. I, like, I like to be Sith on the Jedi side. I like to be an evil necromancer on the... Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. But I was racist against dark elves. I hated dark elves. I wouldn't group with them. I wouldn't have anything to do with them, et cetera, et cetera. However, I would help anybody in the guild, even if it was a dark elf. Oh, my role-playing, my 
public slash say would be like, oh, of course I have to help you. You can't do it yourself. Oh, I'll pick you up. Maybe I can transform you into being something useful in society, you know, whatever I was saying at the time. But it actually made the guild leader uncomfortable. She told me that other people were complaining. It's funny because I have more friends from that guild that I still am in contact with than any other guild, and that was a small guild. So, anywho, moving on to the next slide. Now we're going to talk about Game Masters. We're almost done. The role of the Game Master comes with the responsibility of ensuring that none of your players violate the game's social contract, especially when playing in a public space. Be on the lookout for behavior that's inappropriate, whether intentional or inadvertent, and pay careful attention to players' body language during gameplay. If you notice a player becoming uncomfortable, give them a big hug. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> Did not say give him a big hug. Oh, uh, yeah, it should change voice. My bad. Uh, <laughs> if you if you notice a player becoming uncomfortable, you are empowered to pause the game, take it in a new direction, oh privately check in with your players during and after or after the session, or take any other action you think is appropriate to move the game forward toward a fun experience for everyone. Before you say it, I just want to thank Paizo Incorporated. Thank you for letting me be the game master of my game. <laughs> God, I, if without that there, I would have never known that I could stop the game. Oh my God, it's, 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 it's literally a game changer. No, <laughs> the GM should listen. No, no, so the GM should listen to players' complaints. They may be legit. Maybe. If it, especially if it's out of character, you know, he put his hand under the table and did something and said it was in character. No. Uh, maybe screaming at them when they're outside smoking a cigarette or something. Do people still smoke cigarettes? Whatever. There are, there are some things that could become uncomfortable. Also, the person that's there that uses modern-day racist comments, N-words, and things like that, and calling it role-playing. No. But being butthurt that you feel singled out because the party calls your female dwarf Harry Mary is not going to elicit sympathy from me. All right, getting closer, getting closer to the end. That said, you should never let players who are uncomfortable with different identities or experiences derail your game. People of all identities and experiences have a right to be represented in the game, even if they're not necessarily playing at your table. How are you represented in my game what? if you're if not, you're not play playing? What? That, that doesn't even make sense. Uh, essentially, it comes down to that same HR thing of you can't say something naughty here because somebody four buildings away might hear you. Oh, I'm not allowed to give the right. finger to the camera, so I'm going to do this. <laughs> so anyway. Damn it. Other, what's that? I, oh. I, I wasn't fast enough. <laughs> Otherwise, that was not the middle finger. It's okay. Burr. Otherwise, if a player tells you they're uncomfortable with something in the game, whether it's content you've presented as the GM or another player's actions, listen to them. Take steps to ensure they can once again have fun during your game. Yeah, by telling the whiner to stop whining and refer back to session zero. If you're preparing written material and you find the description of a character or situation to be inappropriate, I don't know, like the high percentage of them posted in uh, Pathfinder Adventure Paths, you're fully power to change any details as you see fit to best suit your players. Making sure the game is fun for everyone is your biggest job. No. no. The background of my NPCs, if given, 
are always going to be integral to the game and the story. Otherwise, I'm not going to give them. I don't care. It doesn't yeah. matter. And no, I will not change them because they're integral to the game and the story. So th that is a half a page of rules in the Pathfinder 2 playtest. You know what, Paizo? Get Ben. Yeah, I, I, it almost feels like a, every game master has to be a licensed therapist yeah. to run this game. Your, your body language tells me, oh, you're reading my body language wrong. My body language is I want to kick his butt. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. All right. Can we go to part three so I don't All right. have a – oh, did anybody comment? I'm sure Baldahar commented. Baldahar commented on the ring finger. It's the it's the one you put oh. a diamond on, and if you play with someone else's diamond, you die. Finger of death. <laughs> there you go. A finger of death. That's good. All right. So, hey, let's get back to good things. Let's make a character. Now, I got to stress this is a very – very quick cursory look of character creation in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, okay? If you want something more in-depth, either ask Heathen Dog to do it, or I can do a video on it sometime later, although I'm working on Earthbound stuff. So let's look at this. So what are the steps of character creation? Step one is the character concept. So let's, what kind of concept did I come up with? I decided to make a sniveling, apprehensive dwarf wizard who doesn't drink is allergic to stone, thinks a battle axe is a shoehorn, and was tutored or mentored by an orc wizard. And no orc is not spelt wrong there. That's the Earth Dunway of spelling orc like cool kids do it. <laughs> so think something like Dr. Smith from the original Lost in Space, sure. plus Daniel Jackson's allergies. From the original Stargate so, movie, not, not the series. Well, the first season of the series. Not fair. Yeah. Uh, so why was I taught magic by an orc? Who knows? Why not? I mean, it's, it's 2018. Cuts. Everybody can do anything, right? Yep. And on the other side there, you can see what dwarves and wizards are. If you don't know by now, I don't want to tell you. Okay. So next on, choose your race. I mean, uh, species. Uh -huh. Ancestors. Uh, there you go. I chose dwarf, and thank God my ancestors were dwarves. No, hang on. I, I, I have to, I, I, when we were going through this, I have to interject. Uh, I looked up the Oxford definition of race and definition number one race is differentiated by physical or mental characteristics that are specific to each given group of people that's like the definition of the difference between a dwarf and a human or an orc and a human or an elf and a dwarf that's it that's definition one race you have to literally go down to the last Oxford English definition of race to get anywhere near the word ancestry, and then it's archaic, biblical, and only refers to if every single person of that ancestry is uh, is originated from a progenitor. If every single dwarf can trace their ancestry to the first dwarf, then yes, you can call them ancestors instead of races and be correct if that is not the case then this is the worst definition in the world and you you know what it's for it's based on what i read a yeah. moment ago it's that whole thing of inclusion right so, race is a trigger word now yeah well too bad yeah <laughs> uh well I, and honestly the reason i prefer species because i don't even like half elves and half orcs i i to me that's like half klingon it just doesn't make any sense to me so um anywho going on so i chose the ancestry of a dwarf uh so by being a dwarf i get the stats on the left real quickly i get 10 hit points plus my con mod uh 
they're sized medium somehow. I don't know how the word dwarf goes in with the word medium. I mean, doesn't dwarf kind of the opposite? When's the last time you owned a taco grande? And, uh, how does that saying go? When's the last time you ordered a, ta a taco grande and got a medium-sized taco? Anyway, uh, that's a that's a foamy reference yeah. for Starbucks. Uh, speed is twenty. Average is twenty-five. I got twenty. Uh, yes. My languages are common and dwarf, and because I'm smartified, uh, I actually get to speak orc as well, which makes sense for my character. I have the traits of dwarf and humanoid. Ooh, thank God. Uh, I have dark vision, which is actually pretty cool the way they explain it in this game, which is uh, it's kind of a black and white vision. You still get to see in low light, but it's like black and white. Sure. Uh, so uh, unburdened. So essentially, I, I, I lose the first five-foot penalty for encumbrance, and then you can see my ability boost. For being a dwarf, I automatically get constitution wisdom, and I picked intelligence because I'm going to be a wizard as my freebie one. But I have an ability flaw, and so that's charisma, so I lost two to my charisma. All stats in this game start at 10. Everything starts at 10, and by ba uh, your ancestry, your race, your species, your background, your class, and so forth, all configure to it. And all the boosts are two. So anytime it says boost, it's two. It says it's flaw, it's two. So as a dwarf, I get one feet. And in the book, which I was going to have up on the screen here, but uh, I closed it out just for a live stream, um, so I can tell you what page it's on. Page they have 25. Page 25. Thank you, Heathen Dot. You're welcome. Ancestral hatred of orcs and Durgar. It well, says, no, you get to you choose. Have... What? You, you, you get to choose two races of, of a list. Yeah. yeah, they only give you like five on there. Yeah. And then after you, that, it says, if the GM two. says something's more appropriate for his campaign, you can do that. It says, and I quote, you have shaped your hatred of ancestral dwarven foes into, powerful, into a powerful weapon. Choose to blah, blah, blah. But didn't you just tell me I'm not allowed to have racist tropes in your game? And Orc is a player character. No, it is not. I did look that up. A half-orc is. Half-orc is, yes. So, well, then that's why I asked the question. If there's a half-orc, do I still get a like a half or plus or minus two situational awareness? I'm just wondering. Got to know these things. I, don't go off on me about don't be racist and hurt people's feelings and so forth. And then put Build it something like game. this in yeah. Build it into your game. Crazy. All right, so after you pick your race, you pick your background. And I put the little definition of background there, but essentially it's your life before adventuring. Sure. And I pick scholar, again, because it's the only way I could get out of work. And from scholar, and actually from any background you pick, you get two ability boosts. In my case, because I picked scholar, I got intelligence, and then I got a freebie, which I put into dexterity because, you know, when you think of a dwarven nerd, you think dexterity. Every time. Every brain. time. Um, I got the feat Assurance Arcane, which I'll talk a little bit more about later. And I got uh, a skill of uh, Lore Academia. It says Academia Lore, but when it's on the character sheet, it's Lore Colon Academia. Sure. Then we moved on from the background to the actual character class, which is Wizard. And at first level, I get six hit points. And this is uh, for you, Heathen Dog. I did look it up, and I get the con mod starting at level two. Okay. So you really only get the con mod once. So I got did it. adjust everything. Okay. Uh, it's part of being a wizard. Real quickly, you get Arcane Focus, which acts like the first or second edition spells, uh, like a ring of spell storing. Uh, arcane School, I picked Universalist because I didn't want to deal with being specialist. Uh, you know, I can throw spells around. I get 10 cantrips and eight first level spells. Um, I didn't have to keep background scholar in there, but apparently I did. Uh, and But I did get a plus two to my intelligence again because I'm a wizard. And Perception is a trained ability, which I'll talk about later. You can see my saving throws, my skills. Uh, 
weapons armor. Signature skills, which I'll talk about signature skills later, are arcana and crafting. So moving on. Wait, 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 wait. What about all what? this uh, trained, trained, untrained expert? I'm going I'm to talk about that. Oh, okay. All right. I, I just want to breeze through this part okay. if I can. All right. We move so, on. So other notes. Now, I also got four free ability boosts. Four! And the only rule about the ability boost is you have to pick them. So every time you get a group of boosts, you cannot raise the same thing. So you have to, in this case, I got four, so I got to increase all this stuff. Because, you know, why not add more numbers? Why not <laughs> let's, Why not give everybody all 18s and then like a 10 just to make it show, you know, because average apparently is horrible in games like this. Um, and I got a, a starting cash of 150 silver. And my final skills are, I had three signature skills, Academia, Crafting, and Arcana. The Academia came from uh, my skill feet below that you see, Lore Academia. And uh, I have Assurance Arcane, which I'll talk about later. So anyway, it's like the game isn't going to even allow me to have a low stat. They try so hard. I mean, Ethan Dog was messing with me because I kept my eight. Because I could have got rid of it, but I was like, no. Yeah, you could have actually made, made your Charisma 12 or 14 if you wanted to. I could have, yep. Yep. But I was not raised, but I was mentored by an orc. How, I mean, how would my charisma be that high? So that's my backstory did that. Um, now, all those things you saw trained, there's trained, uh -oh, uh, expert, master, and legendary. And they each have a little, uh, they have a bump. Only signature skills can go above expert, can be master and legendary. And I, I'm not going to read the last bullet there. That's on the screen for anybody to read it just because, you know, they kept saying she, 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 she for Game Master. And I wanted to just, well, I guess I will say it. I just want to remind people that he is still the gender, gender neutral or gender unknown of the of formal English. She represents only females. He represents everybody. Just say that's still formal English as of 2018. You don't have to like it. You have to accept it. All right. So quickly, Arcana. Um, what I wanted to show here is what that did. Uh, if, if you look back what I had, I had Assurance Arcane. So untrained Arcane, oh, sorry, the skill Arcana. So untrained, all I can do is recall some knowledge, some obscure knowledge out there. And I'd have a minus two modifier to my role. Trained, I can start doing, I can borrow an Arcane spell. I copied and pasted that. That is hilarious. They have a typo in their book. Uh, identify magic. Learn and our, really, do they have those typos in their book? Or did it autocorrect? I wonder. Uh, and I can read magic. So I'll yell at myself later for allowing typos in there. Uh, that's trained. So it gives me more things that I can do as trained versus untrained. Because untrained, I can only recall some knowledge. Trained, I can do more things with it. As expert, it's still trained, except for I get a plus one modifier to sure. my you know, it's level, level plus one modifier. A trained is just your level. Uh, now, if I can get to master, it's level plus two. There are other things that come with that as well, but just real quickly, and if I'm legend, wait for it, Derry, I can do level plus three. Great. Uh, so, uh, assurance. So, because uh, he wanted me to look this up because he thought it'd be a question, he's right. Uh, you can forego rolling a skill check for your chosen skill and instead just receive a result of 10. You have to be trained to get that. But if you're an expert, you can get 15. If you're a master, it's an automatic 20. And if you're legendary, automatic 30 on the roll without even that. Just, just it's 30. Using my That's it. Yep. Yep. So, and as I said here, uh, master, you can't get until seventh level and legendary, you can get at 15th level. By the way, though, that system, that untrained, trained expert master, it also goes into items and so forth as well. So like legendary armor, if you're crafting. So okay. there, there's a lot more uses to it than that. So let's look at my character. 
My character ended up with a strength of 10, dex of 14, con 14, intelligence 18, whiz 14, charisma total of 18 hit points, which, you know, when I make first level characters, they have like three. Just yeah. saying. Especially wizard. Uh, yeah, especially wizard. That's a good roll. That's a fifth, yeah. 50, above 50%. <laughs> uh, fortitude, a plus two, reflex plus two. I don't need to read all this off. You guys are literate. Yeah. Uh, I did leave the charisma low. Again, that whole orc thing. And I honestly, when I created the character, I didn't bother with equipment. That's why there's little ashes down here. But I'm not trained in armor anyway, so what? why would I get it? And next, just quick show you what a character sheet looks like. It's actually a landscape format, which works for it. I like it. Yeah, hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to embiggen it. So okay, embiggen it. it so I'm going to read what's going on here for chat. Uh, could balance the game different ways. But once you decide that for playtests, they need those extra boosts. Man, those boosts are crazy. Uh, or they found that singles people out like Max. <laughs> they're willing to just say, eh, they're not going to get my money anyway. I don't like the company, so I don't like their practices. So that's what a character sheet looks like filled out. I hope I did it right. I really did it quickly. If I didn't do it right, like I said, I can do an in-depth one where I guarantee it's right. There's a but, page uh, two, right? Yes, there is a page okay. two. You can you can move to it now unless oh, there's a question. Oh, okay. there's your feats and ancestry feats and skills and whatnot. Yep. And what I like about this is it actually does, like every character is kind of universal when they start off. So you can, as a game master, you can glance at this sheet and say, yep, you're a first level character. But it doesn't matter if they made a, a barbarian, doesn't matter if they made an archer, a, a, a goblin alchemist. Oh, oh, I see that. Yeah, you, you can see with the skill feats Yep. and the ancestry feats, what level you get them at. Mm -hmm. You can instantly see what level someone is by looking at page two of their sheet. I, I got to tell you, there's a lot of good about this game. If I, you know, if somebody like me could get over the fact that it's 2018 fantasy and not. And so with that, let's go to the next slide because I talk about that. Great. So the things I liked, I know it still says character creation on the top because I really didn't want to change that, but it's bigger than character creation. So the things I like so far, the book is well organized. I, even, I hate PDFs. I have to, oh, I didn't bring it down here, but I have to have everything printed out. That's just because I flip through and fold, and so I I just need to. But the, for a PDF, this book was very well laid out, very good format. The character creation process, I love the backgrounds. It kind of reminded me of my old central casting books that I have over there, just not as crazy. I, I, I honestly, or I guess on the screen, it's behind me. <laughs> uh, I, I like the backgrounds. I, I thought that added flavor and a good flavor. Um, it's consistency across the species and classes. I, I, I like, again, we just mentioned that. So I won't say it anymore. Uh, it's simple and efficient. You just you just kind of go through it. It's just it works. And you do it a couple of times. You're gonna be whipping out characters quickly. It's gonna take you more time to write stuff than to actually create a character. It's kind of cool. I like that. I like the action and activity system, which I'm not gonna get into here. But for example, you have three actions per round. Uh, casting a spell, if it has a semantic component, that's one. If it has a material component, that's two. And then it goes off on three. Just as an example, some spells might take more than one round to cast because you have a bunch of actions involved. I, I like the way they put together. You can attack three times in one round, but your penalties are so high that it's not worth it to do, at least at low level. So I, I like, at least in theory, I like the way the feats and the, the activities work. And lastly, I like this, the skill, the trained and untrained uses. I only showed one before. But you saw with untrained, I can use it untrained, but really just to recall a knowledge. If I need, if I want to use it more, I've got to be trained. And, and, and at a minus two. And at a minus two, right. Yep. So it broadens the capability without having, when I put 42,612 skills, because some games, let's admit, some games, as much as we'd like to have that diversity, 
it just becomes crazy with yeah, the amount yeah. of skills. I mean, uh, that I've, I've I've played games where the skill list was like, oh my god, like a hundred skills in there. I'm like, that's great to have, but my god, man, it's a and lot usually to go what through. happens in those games is they allow you to have all 100 skills, so everybody's cookie cutter, or they only allow you to have 10, so you can't even be good at the one thing you want to be good at. Hmm. You know, th things like that's what I've noticed. So, what am I not so happy about so far? First of all, let's start off. Remove those four free ability boosts. Come on, you you youngins. Get out of this mindset that you have to have all 16s to be a viable character. It's, it's stupid. So how about give one free ability boost because that would still allow a character that wants to min-max to get that 18. I, I'm for that. Or how about a class ability flaw? So you picked wizard. You get plus two strength but or plus two uh, intelligence, but you get minus two strength. Something like that. Um, yeah, they they I still, had that in, uh, in SG1. They had something like they that. They have that in a lot of games. Yeah. But remember, in modern, and I've talked to Garthon about this quite a bit as well because he plays some of the games that I don't. He's like, the modern gamers just, they cannot handle having penalties or not having high stats. They, they feel it's a flaw somehow. It's like, no, it's, it means you're average. There's nothing wrong with being average. Four stars. Cantrips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, still, I still believe that there are too many cantrips and they're too powerful. Something did. Yeah, what, you had like ten cantrips at first level. Yep, ten cantrips. Wow. And they can and they can actually affect gameplay. Oh wow. I would okay. be for ten cantrips if they were like first and second edition where they couldn't affect. Yeah, yeah, gameplay. yeah. It was just it was yeah. all just for little kids and stuff. Or you could use it as a distraction, maybe. Yeah. You know, but you, you didn't do damage, you couldn't heal, and so forth. Um, and I, I think cantrips are too powerful. If you're gonna do ten, then you should. They should just be magic effects. If you're if they're gonna have gameplay effects, they should be first level spells. But I've hated that ever since what three point five or three yeah. or wherever they brought that crap in. Um, add some randomness to the hit points. As a wizard, I get six hit points every level. Six. So that means my character, other than the fact that I'm a dwarf and not an elf, is gonna have the exact same amount of hit points as you. Okay, Constitution modifier, but no, just. Come on, add some randomness. If you don't like it, make it a D3 plus three or something. If you, I, I don't I don't like the static numbers. I liked RNG in a role-playing game. It helps to build character. Um, fits a hit, fit, fix the hit point text. And, and the reason I put this in here was based on that whole con mod thing uh, we were talking about yesterday, Heath and Dog. Mm -hmm. I finally found it. Like I was gonna stick with my 20 hit points until I finally found it in the class description. It's only in the class description that it says, oh, by the way, you do your species, you do your con mod, and then you do your class. And then after first level, you add your con mod to your class bonus. They should either put that in all the parts or they should have a clear definitive, because they have a couple of places that is very clear in how to make a character. They can, they can just add it there. And lastly, I'm not gonna go through it. You can read it there, but uh, get rid of that snowflake text that I read off in part two. Seriously, don't tell me how to game master. If, if those kind of rules are needed, it's just like the old rules that they put in the 90s were like, this is a role-playing game. Don't take it seriously and go kill yourself. Nobody puts that into games anymore because they realized it was dumb. Yeah. What you're, you're putting in games now is dumb also. Take it out. All right. Enough said. Mic drop. I'm out. All right. What did you think of Max and Alice Celestialism? Did you think he was right? Did you think he was wrong? You want to rail at him just because he's him? Please do. What do you think about Pathfinder 2? Have you read it? Have you played it? Tell us. Let us know. Uh, any suggestions for Max Liao in the future? 
any rants or topics you want him to talk about? Something that so, uh, you think with you'll that have said, I opinion? am going to be doing Earth on Disciplines. Uh, that, that's my next YouTube video series, yes. Earth on Disciplines. So yes. you'll have a lot to rant about there. Uh, if you have any thoughts, any any answers to these questions, please throw it in the chat, throw it in the comments below, or join our Discord, throw it up on Twitter, and he will respond. <laughs> sure, Baldahar. I'm not. <laughs> that's my response to you. <laughs> so he, Baldahar, says, "This was celestial, and considering it's Max, hey, my is fault. It really, How you wisdom. Doing? <laughs> yeah, hey, um, I can't read that for you. My fault. My fault. Welcome." I appreciate the GG. I'm glad somebody agrees with me. At least that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Don't miss an episode. Come on, go ahead and hit the follow button. It's not going to hurt you. And then if you want, please, you can hit that subscribe button. Bam! You want to hit that you subscribe, want to subscribe button, button. The more subscribes we get, the more stuff we get to give away. We get to give away shirts. We get to give away games. We get to give away... Hard drives. I got one right here for our next subscriber giveaway. It's coming soon. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe and hit that notification button so you know right away when something drops. And if you want some Garthon back, of course you do, you can look up Garthon's comic poll and uh, all of his past stuff on YouTube. As his current stream is uh, with me on Sundays. We're playing Neverwinter. Going through from level, well, actually I had to start at level 4 because you can't group until level 4. So level 4 to, to level 70, which is the current, uh, which is the current uh, uh, limit. We're going to play through all that and we're going to see how we like it. You know, that was love right here, right? I left the Garthon slide in my segment. You did. That, was, that was very good of you. It was a big man. <laughs> big man did that. There it is. You can see his past <laughs> streams on YouTube as well. Now. RNG. Now, uh, I'm going to let uh, Max talk for a minute. Uh, he uh, Go ahead and ask him any question you want in chat. I have to turn the AC up in my house because I'm sweating. So am I. Like, uh, nope. I'm just sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Max is just going to say I'm sweating. That's all I'm going to say. Do you want me say. to read your Dear Heathen Dog or do you want me to wait? No, no, no. Just wait, wait, wait. I'm going to throw up RNG. Anyone who wants to ask you a question, go to ask. I'm only going to be gone for a minute. Okay. Well, I, I can also talk about, I've been playing some tabletop games that I might actually do some reviews. I'm not a big tabletop gamer in terms of like, uh, you know, Settlers of Catan and so on and so forth, but uh, I've been playing some. I actually convinced one of the tabletop games I play, I also play it on Steam, and Baldahar bought it, One Deck Dungeon. So, uh, yeah, you're turning pink in some water. You know what? Sitting is the new smoking, and secondhand sitting kills. Stand up, get that blood flowing, do some jumping jacks. Still watch, though, comment. Don't kill your loved ones. It is a fun game. Um, another one I've been playing is um, Among the Stars. I also have that for the tabletop version. My wife played it the other day. Normally when I make her play tabletop stuff, she's like, nah, I didn't make me play. This time around, she's like, oh, that was fun. So <laughs> uh, kind of a simple game in terms, it's not really horribly in-depth, but I think it's a good kind of family game you play with your kids, just kind of sitting around the table, BSing a little bit. So I, I like that. But uh, if anybody's got, come on, Heathen Dog's gone. Hit, hit me with it. He can't mute me when he's gone. He cannot hit me with the mute button. So ask me a question. Give me something. I, I like to rant. I mean, I'm the one. Remember to vote. If you didn't see the beginning of the stream, we've got the whole voting thing going on. Vote if you want the live stream to always be family friendly or if it's okay to change it to a little more risque, not safe for work. My style. Also know that we're going to talk about it later. After this episode, 
there's going to be an after dark. Totally not safe for work. No. Totally not no. safe for anybody. You had What's better that? click that ma that mature content box before you start. You're going to click it. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> now, we're going to go on to our first uh, first RNG My segment. I got a, it. Yes. <laughs> I got a letter in the mail from a random person. I don't know how they got. I don't know how they got my information, but they did. And I'm, I put it up on the screen for you. Okay, it goes. Dear Heathen Dog, you know I am not a fan of anime, which is weird because I don't know this person. Particularly because watching anime makes me feel like a pedophile and I abhor those dang high squeaky five-year-old girl voices on supposedly 30-plus-year-old characters. Find an anime I may enjoy and convince me to watch it, please. Kind sir. Sincerely. Sean Lacks Meow Jello. I have no idea who that is. Obviously, that's just some random person. He called you sir, me. so he's not all that intelligent. So, uh, Mr. Jello. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Mr. because Sean seems like a male name. I don't mean to offend you. Are you assuming somebody's <sighs> gender? We just Squeaky had the conversation. Is, is pretty prevalent <laughs> in a lot of in a lot of anime. This is Japan, after all, and Japan performance talk, uh, performance speak uh, for women is usually high voice, squeaky, and uh, yeah, that's just how they do it. So it's hard can to I find that. Can I but interject on that? I've one looked the around. You know, but they don't. What's that? Can I interject on that with the thing you know but they don't because I've told you? Go ahead. About like the political. Go ahead. So I, I lived in Japan. My wife's Japanese, so I lived in Japan. And during political season, they would be doing, you know, screaming outside their van, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me. And it was always like, So, yeah, it's not just in the anime. <laughs> it drove me nuts. I'm done. <laughs> That's true. So I looked through my library and my brain to try and find some. I found two that I think you'll like. The first one is Assassination Classroom. Now, last year I did this. It was the best of the year. Five stars. Mm -hmm. To my knowledge, well, I've the only, only given five two, stars you, yeah, I've only given only two like anime you? five stars in two years. Mm -hmm. This one got five stars. Now, the reason I think that Mr. Jolo will like this is because any squeaky high-voiced girl in this thing is squeaky high-voiced because they're a middle school girl. They have higher voices because they're children. They're actual children. And even these actual children are trained to become expert assassins. So their squeaky high voice goes away once they get killing killer training. What's that? It's killing me with their voice. Yeah, well, this one actually has a reason for it because they are children. There, there is no 30-year-old in this thing with a squeaky high voice. None. These are 10, 11, 12, 13, at highest 14-year-old girls. They have high voices. That's what they do. Okay. And it's got lots of action. The story is excellent. Uh, it, has, it has a lot of the moral ambiguity that I love in a story. And the, the uh, conclusion is, is awesome. It has a sad and happy ending at the same time. You're going to have fun all the way through. Now, just guessing, I'm thinking that Mr. Jalo likes world-building games. Likes, you know, games where 
you know, uh, real-time strategy stuff where you, 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 you build up your base, you know, you build up your stuff, you, 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 you know, you get higher tier things, you start building more things. I'm guessing he likes, he likes video games like that. If he does, then he's going to love Log Horizon. Now, I chose this one for that reason and the fact that, again, if there is a high squeaky voice in this thing, it is because that person is literally an eight-year-old girl. There is an eight-year-old girl with a high squeaky voice. Well, guess what? Eight-year-old girl. And she's not sexualized in any way. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's great. She wears a robe, like a like a scholar robe, all the time. It's Sweet. great. So no upskirt shots? like No know, upskirt shots, no nothing. Now, if I remember correctly, there may be uh, the, the obligatory beach day. <laughs> but if I remember correctly, I think she wore a one piece during that thing even. So, you oh, know, yeah. that's what eight year olds wear. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about now, but anyway. And, uh, it is, a, it is, uh, of the, you're trapped in the game genre. And I have a feeling Mr. Jolo likes some aspects of SAO and some not. Well, guess what? Out of the, these two you assume seasons, a they, lot of things about this. Mr. They Jolo. do not get out of the game. They still have hope of getting out of the game, but they decide, you know what, while we're here, we're going to build ourselves as a society. We're going to learn to live in this new place. And they, they build themselves a society of gamers trapped in a game. It's a logical progression. Everything's done with the reason. Uh, the plot is amazing. The, the, the characters are great. As a matter of fact, uh, if you look at the picture, the second from the second character from the right looks like a little girl looks like a little girl that is that is how she looks in real life she never once has a high squeaky voice ever ever she is the 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 quote-unquote straight man she is hardcore all the time you're never going to hear that from her ever even though she literally is a little girl she will never have a high squeaky voice she is a hardcore killer You'll love it. You know, you know what I, you know what I like about both these options What's is that? they're both. It's not like the same anime with a different face. You no, pick two. No. What seemed to me is two completely different types of anime. Yes, these are two completely different genres. But both of them, I think, Sean Jalo would appreciate. I think he goes by Lax Meow. You think he goes by Lax Lax Meow? Okay. Well, that 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 just sounds like Lazy Cat to me. So I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, that that is my answer to to Mr. Mr. Jalo's question. Oh wait, no, no. Uh, did anyone here in in chat or uh, or anyone you know watching YouTube? Go ahead and throw a comment in there. Uh, what about me? I like this, this, and this. What anime do I like? Maybe maybe off the cuff, I can just bam give you one, right off the top that I like that I think I think you'll like based on what you tell me. Or if you want if you want to really mess with my head, just this is my screen name. Give me an anime that I like. I'll try. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be successful, but I'll give it a shot. The more information you give me, the better the better the anime for you is going to be. Trust me. All right. Then we can go down to Max the Owl and Algarian. Max the Owl streams Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, Thursdays variety. He could be streaming anything. Oh, you got, you got a question. Oh, we got a question. Okay. My fault. So this is a precursor or RI, or ripoff of Sword Art Online. This Sword Art SAO is the... Uh, what what most anime fans call the standard 
before trapped in a game genre. This did this did come after. Uh, uh, but uh, I believe it's a stronger anime because one, they don't get out of the game. They're not, and two seasons are still stuck in the game. And two, they they've uh, it really showed more the grown to acceptance of the world. I mean, it, that, that was in, in SAO Season 1 as well, where a lot of people just accepted their fate and, and never left the starter town. But, Does uh, Log Horizon have that one super guy that they just follow that's like uh, that's unkillable, kind of the way I've, uh, Kitty Toe or whatever the heck his name was? No, no, um, uh, no, no, no. Uh, he's, it's not he's unkillable. It's just that he, he only gets in fights he can win. He's just smarter than you. That's all. Okay, so it's not like the superhero. No, no, he's, he's not. He's not super, super able. You know, he's he's max level. You Fair. know, but a lot of people are max level because you know the, the a lot of a lot of max level people were playing when people got sucked in. So well, he's not uh, special uh, in any kid. way except for his intelligence and and his uh, and his particular gifts as a person. That's it. Yeah, and Noro, you're right. His name's Kitty Toe, but that, yeah, the Kitty Toe guy was in. Uh... He, he was like in the beta, wasn't he like in the beta? I'm just trying to compare the fact that one of them yes. is a super powered, like yes, he was in the beta. one person for that reason. And this one, yeah, the, uh, the, this, uh, this one, the, the, the main character is, is max level, just like a lot of other people. But, uh, but he, he has gifts that are outside the game that make him special. Well, my fault, I don't know what episode it is off the top of my head. And I don't think Heathen Dog wants to go try to dig it up, but he did do a, uh, a review of Log Horizon some time ago <laughs> yes i did i don't know i don't know when but i did do and and it did get i think either four or four and a half stars because it is excellently put is excellent put together excellent so so my, my fault yeah go ahead and have a look at log horizon i believe it's on hulu yes it is on hulu and uh you know even if you're not if you if you're not a hulu subscriber you can still watch it you just got to watch it with commercials that's all I, I i can't you can use a vpn dummy Learn how, VPN. VPN just Hulu. Learn, learn how to use VPNs. Okay, now, uh, Maxiel will stream a variety of things on, on Thursday. Uh, the, your last one was what? Uh, last one I, I couldn't stream um, the, because of work. Last week I streamed uh, Western Loathing. Yes, yes, which I think is a fun game. It's easy, it's straightforward, but it's fun. You know, it's, it's fun to watch. It's fun and funny. It's a bunch of dad jokes, but it's... Yeah, I, yeah it's a bunch of dad jokes, but yeah, it's fun to watch. Now, Fridays, we usually, it's a team-up with me, uh, <laughs> uh, Max Liao, Noro, uh, Max Liao's wife, and hopefully soon, Elgarian, once he gets his computer back. Yeah, we can't beat floor two without Elgarian, Yeah, we apparently. literally cannot beat floor uh, floor number two with only three people. We need all the four, four people to win the dang game. No, to get past, not even win the game, get past level two. We got level well, there's one. There's a gr there's a grind involved too, but we need. Yeah, him there's to a little bit of a grind, but yeah, it's a fun grind because and you're you're playing with friends. Yes, it's true. Now, uh, up next after this, don't go anywhere. It, it'll be about a five minute pause between when I stop this stream and, and the next stream starts. But we got a free key. Uh, uh, what's a sixty dollar game? Fifty or sixty dollar. Fifty game, or sixty dollar yep. game. Gal Gun Two, and Max Liao is gonna play it in character. Beer. Uh, smoking a cigarette, mullet, what, stained wife beater, the whole thing. This is going to be mature content after dark I am making stuff. a command decision. Sorry, uh, 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 heathen dog. I am going to allow one time. Uh, what's his name? Uh, wow, what's his name? <laughs> Paul the Har to post that clip. 
Oh, oh, uh, I of, think Goldar knows Gal those Gun that one. Now, this about is from about Gal Gun one. Yeah. Yeah, this is about a year and a half ago. Yep. So just know what you're gonna get into if if uh, if you Baldur click Hars- this link, we uh, you, you absolve us of all PTSD trigger yep. stuff. Stop it. Don't even don't even come at us with this. Yeah, Baldur, so. oh boy. And of course, when Elgarian <laughs> gets his computer back, you're gonna see him stream Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Uh, Central Central Time. Uh, Shroud of the Avatar Forsaken Virtues, which has gone through a, a lot of changes since his computer's been down even. And I, of course, I can't you wait can, for you to get if you want to see his stuff, is. you can go to rpota.com and sodahelp.org if you're a new player or just have some questions, and you'll probably find the answers there. Now, oh, go, go, it's all big screen now, yay! <laughs> this is what's happening. Product received for free. Galgun 2. It's happening. And yes, it is the worst kinds of anime. I I would not give if 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 this were an anime that I was reviewing with this content. Number one, I probably wouldn't because it's it's not family friendly enough to go on the show. No, but, you, uh, Bald, Bald Heart, go ahead. You can post it. I just know you know where the link is. Yes, Spectrofire did clip it. Yes, Spectrofire did clip it, but I know. But yeah, everyone knows Baldar has a link. Like on his computer just because he sends it to me yeah, it's all the times all the times he send it but anyway we want to thank you and if you want to join the legion please spread the word you can join us on discord chat us up on twitter uh obviously watch us on twitch right now and see all of our stuff on youtube and uh like i said you can get the podcast from soundcloud itunes google play music or any good aggregate anywhere now you can support us of course you know we want you to support us by uh, buying our swag. That'd be great. Or page subscription, Streamlabs donation. Uh, but I really like it. If you went and got the gear, that'd be awesome. I like it. Gear's good. Or you can just cheer. Just like Baldahar does, you can just cheer. That's fine. We love it. And uh, seeing has uh, you're going to be gone in a minute. I'm going to be gone in a minute. And you're going to be stuck with uh, Max Liao. Max Liao, do you have anything to say before we go? I stay tuned. Like I said, it'd be like five or so minutes, hopefully not longer than that, but I do have to get some air in here as well, get something to drink, get my beer set up, get my little costume on. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm, just, I'm warning everybody, if you are triggered, please don't watch. If you are not triggered, I can't wait to have some fun. Man, there we are. There is this. There's your warning. And thank you very much, everyone. Everyone have a great day.